Hello and welcome to the OneTrust Talks Tech podcast. This is episode number four, recorded on June 5th, 2023. My name is Roger Dean and I work on the product team here at OneTrust and I will be acting as the host of this podcast. A couple of announcements before we get started. First, I created a new Twitter account called OT Talks Tech, where I plan on sending out information on the podcast as well as relevant product information and updates. Second, I'd like to know if you would like me to list fixed items and preview items from the latest release. I know that going through the new items uh, of a release can be very tedious and long, and adding bug fixes and preview items will make that even longer. But if you'd like me to do that, please let me know. I'm happy to do it. Just send me an email at podcast at onetrust.com. Moving on to this episode, we will be talking to the OneTrust training team about what is happening this year, and I will also review the latest features in the 2023.06.1.0 release, which just went GA last Friday. Just a quick reminder, this podcast reflects OneTrust's current expectations for product capabilities. Be advised that dates and features may be subject to change and should not be relied upon when making purchase decisions. Okay, now we're going to move on to the fun part where I've got the training and certifications team with me, and we're going to talk about a bunch of cool stuff that's going on. With me, I've got Jasmine Bowman, Jason Trankel, uh, Keely Lucraft, and Meryl Gulesque. I hope I got that right, Meryl. I apologize if I didn't. Um, welcome to the podcast. How are you guys doing? Great. Hey, thank you for having us. This is going to be awesome. Most guests I've had so here. far, so this is going to be fun. Um, so... Jasmine, why don't we start off with you and maybe just talk about what are the new trainings that we've got coming up? Or maybe even start off with, like, what does your team do? And Jason, maybe you want to take that. Like, what specific? I know we have trainings from multiple teams and things like that, but what specifically does this team do? Yeah, uh, the training and certifications team, we oversee a lot of trainings uh, specifically for certifications that we offer when it comes to our product. So we have the four clouds in one trust. We've got privacy, GRC, ethics, and ESG. Uh, so we have what we call professional level certifications. Uh, those are trainings that oversee entire clouds, right? So we have privacy professional, GRC professional. Uh, then we have expert level certifications. Those are deeper dives into one specific module within one of those clouds. So for example, we have PIA and DPIA automation. We have cookie consent. We have uh, consent, incident management, and more. Right. And so every single one of these courses uh, then leads into an exam that the course attendees are able to take. And after passing that exam, they are rewarded with the certification. Uh, and so we specifically see oversee those courses. Got it. Got it. OK, cool. Thank you so much. So, Jasmine, back to the original question, what kind of what's some new training that we have that we're looking forward to coming in the, on the horizon? Yeah, so Jason mentioned, yeah, we have certifications across these different clouds. Now, going into our privacy cloud, you know, it's privacy and data governance. So um, we are actually in the process of creating courses within data discovery and data governance. Um, so really, you know, breaking out, you know, our functionalities and, you know, this really need for data discovery overall. Um, so not just how you can use the tool, but the importance of it in general. So we can really cover all of our cloud bases. Got it. Makes sense. And I assume and that there'll be new certifications uh, after we get those new training courses done? Or will those yeah, be part of existing ones? 
So it's exciting, actually, with this new training that we are bringing, the data governance and data discovery, is that we listen to a lot of the feedback that we got. And if you've taken trainings with us before, they go from four hours to eight hour courses. And on our professional level, it's an umbrella course that gives you the essentials and the basic understanding of our privacy suites. But now with this new course that we are working on based on feedback, we're approaching this differently with a persona based, meaning that you have this foundational knowledge and then based on your needs, you're going to dive into use cases and different um, exercises and functions of the modules that will be part of your day-to-day -day operations. So depending um, on your tasks, you will have this a la carte training that will meet exactly what you want. So is that more right. like, instead of just teaching a privacy class, you may be focused on a privacy professional who does privacy and they may touch on like GRC or data discovery or some other things like that. So now we're going to focus more on the persona versus just just the cloud. Right, absolutely. So rather than, like Meryl said, we had this eight-hour course, now we're having this more modulated approach. So you're going to see this new way of training. So instead of, you know, having to, you know, book up your entire day for a training across all these different subjects, with this persona modulated approach, you can focus on the things that you need to focus on. So if you are that privacy officer who needs to focus on, you know, automating your privacy rights requests, supplementing your data map. You don't have to go to the entirety of the course, just focusing on that use case and diving straight into those functionalities once you understand the foundations of the course. Um, just like, you know, data governance or security, you're focused on those different aspects. Well, we're going to create those courses for you. And with those different courses, yes, you'll be able to get certified in those uh, different areas as well. So we're going to have, you know, still those professional and advanced expert tracks, um, but in a new approach that you'll uh, that's more customized to you know our attendees those come into the classes because again we we heard you uh, we heard the feedback we've been getting to really you know cater it to those different uh, personas again. so so this is really driven by not only our understanding of the industry but also from our customers who are taking the classes they're they're saying this is what we really want it's so that's kind of why we're doing this right Absolutely. Yeah, we get to sync both of those needs together. Yeah, because we see the need for data discovery. You know, the collection of data has really been you know, expanding and increasing. So people are needing to know how to manage that data. Where does that live? But, you know, depending on your persona, you might have different use cases for that. Right. So we'll be able to fulfill that need with these courses we're creating. Right. So really exciting stuff. That is exciting. That is exciting. So, Jason, what... What other new enhancements are, are you guys doing uh, for our training offerings this year? Yeah, for sure. Um, we have a lot coming down the pipeline, right? We have this persona-based modulated training approach that we already discussed. Give, give you exactly what you need instead of sitting through everything. Uh, but beyond that, we, we got some more feedback. Uh, two key pieces um, was really that they loved, uh, the, our attendees love the interactive training environments. They, they are able to get into these systems, are able to, to manage data, manipulate it, really understand the layout of the platform, and, and are able to learn through that, through that method. Uh, 
But the way that we currently do that is we provide all of our attendees with a PDF handbook. And within that PDF handbook, we have for every single exercise that we complete in each training, step by step by step by step, how you go through and finish what it is that you are expected to finish in each of these different exercises. So uh, from the feedback we were given, uh, it's a lot of toggling back and forth, especially for people that only have one monitor, right? They have to go into the training environment, minimize that, see what the next step is, pull it back up, do the next step. So instead, uh, in the future, with this new approach to our trainings, we are also going to introduce what we call hands-on labs. Hands-on labs still gives you that interactive feel. So on the left side of the screen, uh, even with a single monitor, you're going to see those environments. So you're able to get into one trust and still get your hands dirty inside the tool. However, instead of having to pull up the PDF handbook now, we are going to have those on the right side of the screen. And it will show you the steps with screenshots of exactly what it is and where it is that you need to click. Uh, and that will be on the right side. So it's just going to enhance that learner experience by giving you everything you need right there on the one screen instead of having to, to juggle back and forth between all of these different applications and documents that we provide. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And I mentioned this last week on the podcast that to, for people to go check out those labs. And I'm very, as you know, I'm very passionate about that. And we're, we're working with, my team's working with, with your team to put this all together. And so we're really excited to have that. So when users, when, when someone enrolls in a class and they get access to that lab, they can go in and take that lab just like they would have taken the training, but it's in a, in a much more usable format where the man, like you said, the manual's on one side and the, and the, and the one trust applications on the other, and, and they don't have to do that flipping back and forth. Yeah. That, I'm really excited about that. Um, yeah. Yeah, we are too. Cool. Um, what about what about the number of courses and the number of sessions? And this could be Keely or Jason or anybody, whomever. Like, how are we planning on increasing this? I know you've talked about adding additional courses for Persona and stuff. Like, how many more kind of courses and things will people have the opportunity to take? Yeah, I'm happy to answer this one. Um, our courses are extremely popular, so when we load when you say them that, onto our sorry website, sorry to interrupt. When you say that, what does that mean? Like, give me a number, because I yeah. So we, we cap the registrations on our live trainings purely because we usually have one facilitator per training and we cap it at 100 attendees and then we'll, we'll load that webinar onto our website and that will usually be full within a week. So we have such a demand for our, our course trainings and um, we've realised that as our team is evolving and, and the demand that we have, we haven't got enough trainers to, facilit facilit to facilitate the, um, the demand. So particularly in the EMEA and the APAC region, there is a real demand and we've just actually got a new instructor on our team. They are going to be helping us in supporting our live training. But we're also piloting e-learning courses. So again, we've listened to the feedback from our attendees. Not everyone feels that they learn through live training. Some of our attendees feel that they are better rather than being instructor-led, they're actually better learning on their own. They can pause the training at any time and come back to that or re-read re through 
or redo the exercises. So then that way they're really able to understand the content that we are giving them. So we have also piloted three e-learning courses. Again, we've used from the data that we collect, we have launched these e-learning courses on our most popular training, live training sessions that we offer. And in doing that, we're really hoping to you know, appeal to a large audience and able to certify more people in our wider, you know, global um, areas, particularly mainly the APAC region, since we don't currently have any live instructors in that area. So we really pick a lot of the attendees up in the EMEA region to, you know, they attend it a lot later in their day, but we are able to target that area somewhat. But the plan is, you know, at the end of the year, to have more e-learning courses available um, and really give our audience the option so they can choose how they want to learn. Um, and again, we'll incorporate our new way of um, having these module-based persona training um, and incorporate that as well. And one thing that we've really noticed within our team is that the data that we're collecting and the feedback that we are receiving really does drive the decision-making within our team. We are able to you know, see how many customers are attending, how many partners within OneTrust are actually attending our training, how many prospective customers. You know, we're then able to really get more of an idea of who our customers are, what is our most popular certification. So then that way we can increase more courses because we know that there is a real demand for third-party risk management, as an example. So the data that we're collecting is really important for us to then make the right decisions within our team and really offer the courses that we know are, are needed and, and wanted as well. And then that data that we are also collecting, we collect that from our LMS. And, you know, we're working with your team, Roger, and in really integrating, you know, our Zoom webinars in our LMS system. So then that way there is at the moment quite a lot of manual processing within our team. And we really want to eliminate that, but we also want to ensure that we have the right data still and we're still able to collect that data that is really important for our team to make these decisions. So that's another really exciting thing that we have coming up within our team um, where we can really try and hopefully automate our processes a bit more and also offer then our customers and our partners, you know, the best certifications that we can and also the best learning experience for them as well, which is obviously most important from the feedback that we've received. Right, right. So a couple of questions come up to mind on that is from the the, the live training meeting with instructors, uh, is that going to, are you going to have the same courses in a self-paced um, learning class or are these going to be different courses or just the same one? It's just, it's on your own pace. You read the manuals and you do the labs as, as opposed to listening to an instructor, interacting with an instructor. Yeah, exactly that. So at the moment, we have just translated our live training sessions into e-learning. We, the learner still will get a training environment at the moment. So they'll still learn in exactly the same way and they'll still have all of the information we provide in live training. They will just have the opportunity to pause a video or stop for a moment and then come back to that e-learning at any time. And that was one of the things that we noticed again from our feedback, a lot of learners don't actually retain 
a lot of information you know this isn't for everyone I actually prefer live instructor-led training but a lot of learners find it really difficult particularly if there is um, you know English isn't their first language although we do offer French we do and Portuguese within our team um, some people find it quite difficult so having that e-learning opportunity really allows them to learn it at a much slower pace they can go back at any point revisit any areas of that training that maybe they were unsure of and practice it in their own time without feeling like they've got to catch up if they were in like a more of a live instructor-led training. Um, so yeah, the at the moment, the plan is to just translate our certifications into e-learning. Yeah, that makes perfect so right sense. We, and everyone yeah. learns slightly differently and everyone has their preference. So, you know, sometimes mm. some people can't take eight hours of a day workday to do that, but they can work, you know, on their own time or whatever to, to do it on their own pace. So that, yeah, that's really awesome. And I guess the second question is, you talk a lot about getting feedback from the, from the learners. I know that there's probably surveys and stuff when they're doing courses. Is there any other method that people can use to provide uh, your team, this team with uh, additional feedback? Yes, we have a feedback form that we provide to our learners at the end of either an e-learning course or an instructor-led course. And we ask them all of the same questions. You know, how satisfied were you with the training? Would you recommend the training? We also provide them an opportunity to give additional feedback. And we have that integrated into a Power BI desktop and that refreshes automatically. So after each training, um, live training, we're able to see that feedback immediately. And that is really what we use to make these changes within our certifications and within our course and really understand what our learners want. What have they found most useful from our certification training? What do they want more of? Like the training environments, as an example, we've had quite a lot of feedback around them, which is why Jason's working really hard in getting these hands-on labs and exploring other opportunities to give the learners a better experience. Right. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Any uh, final thoughts from anyone before we wrap up? Anything anyone would like to mention? It's just no. great to see how much like all that we have coming down the line to you know, keep up with the demand for our classes because not only do we see that, it's really exciting to see you know, with these certifications what has also increased the popularity or you know, these certifications are becoming must-haves in the industries. Um, so, so really lots in store to help accommodate that need and again, the different learning uh, aspects of offering like self-paced, live, persona-based, modulated approaches. So it's so really excited for um, everyone to see uh, these come about in, you know, uh, the next year. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I would like to, to end the same way that we end every single training, and that's just for thanking everybody that's come to our trainings because, I mean, we mentioned the demand and how quickly these fill up, and it really is flattering, and it says a lot, um, and we really appreciate it. And all of these enhancements that we are working on and, and talking about currently, we could not have done it without all of you. So so thank you for, for joining and we appreciate your continued interest. Yeah. And you guys are great. I, I mean, I've been through some training classes when I first started here and, and since then, and you guys are awesome. You make it so much fun to, to learn and, you know... To, I'm, I'm not a lawyer and I hate reading legalese, but sitting through learning about privacy regulations and everything with you guys is it makes it a lot lot more fun than it could be just reading a reading a legal document. So I appreciate all you guys do as well. Well, thanks. Uh, I'm glad so you. Thank I'm you. glad you said that, Roger, because we don't like to um, 
be robots. We like to, we do give personality in our trainings, and we do try and make it interactive and as fun as possible. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes all the difference in the world for someone who's learning. Absolutely, and it's, you guys are great. So thank you so much. Thanks again for doing this. Appreciate it, and uh, really appreciate you guys coming on the podcast. Thank, thank you, you so for us. Happy to be here. Okay, now let's move on to cover what was in this latest release, which is 2023.06.1.0, which was completed on Friday, June 2nd. We'll be rolling out to environments starting uh, today, Monday, June 5th. In the consent and preference management area, there is a new feature for Preference Center browser page title. This enhancement allows you to define a more customizable, descriptive, and translatable title that data subjects will see when their web browser see within their web browser when accessing your preference center. For the data catalog, there are a couple new features: um, add and sort visible fields for data asset attributes. This allows users to sort column values in ascending or descending alphabetical order for data asset attributes. The second new feature is to is add and sort visible features for term attributes. And this similar similar to the other one, this allows users to sort column values in ascending or descending alphabetical order for term attributes and create save views for relevant metadata reviews. In data discovery, there is a new scanner support. So we've added general connector and scanning support for um, the following connectors, Amazon Redshift, generic JDBC, Google Bigtable, and O365 OneDrive. For third-party risk management, a couple new features here. Modify engagement assessment details. This will allow you to edit assessment details, including basic information, approvers, and respondents directly from the edit details pane. We also added view all related assessments. So with the view all um, assessments linked to a vendor or an engagement record on the assessments list screen, you can view assessments linked to a vendor or engagement even when they are not the primary record of this assessment. In the settings and administration area, we've added one new feature, OneTrust uh, environment metadata for single sign-on. So now you can download the metadata for your OneTrust environment directly from the single sign-on screen in the global settings. With, with this enhancement, you can select the metadata option on the new setup options field and click the download button in the download metadata field to save uh, your environment data. This can then be uploaded into your identity provider uh, to bypass manual single sign-on configuration if supported by your identity provider. And from doing this in the past, I know this is a huge feature if you're setting up single sign-on. Being able to download that metadata is huge because now you don't have to know what all those uh, answers to all those questions are. You can just upload that, um, that metadata file and it'll populate everything. For privacy note management, uh, sorry, privacy notice management, we've added a new privacy notice management module. This is part of OneTrust Privacy and Data to Governance Cloud. You can leverage this module to simplify the complex process of creating, updating, and monitoring notices across websites and applications. We also added the ability to link privacy notices to collection points. With this, uh, you can link privacy notices created in the privacy ma notice management to collection points using the consent and preference management module or the consent receipts APIs and view the connection on the consent tab of the privacy notice details screen. This feature allows the privacy notice details to be added to the receipt as part of the record of consent. In data mapping automation, we've added new columns for the personal data tab. With this, you will be able to view the source and date linked for data elements related to an inventory using the new source type and data added columns on the personal data tab. 
These columns provide additional details on how data was added and when it was linked to an inventory. In policy management, we've got uh, public saved views. So now you can configure public save views for the document list screens and set a default view for all users. This feature allows all users in a tenant to access a specific configuration of columns and filters. With the ESG program reporting disclosures, we've added a new carbon disclosure project framework. So you can now leverage the new carbon disclosures project or CDP framework when configuring metrics and metric groups. This enhancement enables you to gather and report data specifically for improved CDP compliance. In the mobile and CTP consent area, we've added a new Xamarin fields for vendor details on the IAB templates. You can configure IAB templates to display device storage disclosure information from IAB vendors on the Preference Center. PIA and DPI automation is the last product that has a new feature in this latest release. We've added the object question types for custom templates. With this, you'll be able to configure custom assessment templates with the new object question type. This allows respondents to provide answers and content about records associated with an available project's object. That completes all of the new features in this last release. Next week, my guest is going to be Sohel Joma, who is a product manager on the ESG team to talk about the addition of the CDP framework. Later this month, I'm gonna spend time looking at what I think could be a problem that a lot of you don't even know you have, and that is mobile applications. If you have a mobile app that your customers use, you're gonna to wanna to listen when I have Julian Evans on to learn what privacy and security issues may be lurking in that app that you don't even know about. Thanks for listening this week. Remember, if you have any comments, feedback, or requests, please email us at podcasts at onetrust.com. Talk to you next week.